Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode here of Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. It's crazy because I had to go on my phone again because apparently Jeanette forgot her Facebook password for my iPad. So I can't use my iPad. So hopefully my phone will not ring while I am on Facebook Live, and it disconnected me. So I'm one of those these days where I'm just, like I said, running around like a chick with my head cut off, and I'm like, I don't believe I forgot my password. But you know what? The older we get, sometimes we forget these things. I remember back in the day, I could tell you my childhood phone number from when over 50 years ago. I remember that phone number, but cannot remember my Facebook password. <laughs> so I just have to laugh at myself. So, again, I want to thank you for joining me here for another show here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I also want to thank my loyal listeners that's been out there listening, the feedback that I've been receiving. I appreciate you. Now, today's topic is one of those topics, it can be kind of controversial. And I say that because I often hear, and even me and some of my female friends, we used to do it, where on Father's Day we would call each other and say Happy Father's Day, Mother's Day, because we were single parents. But with Father's Day coming up, a lot of times fathers do not get their due diligence. You know, and I'm not saying that fathers are perfect. I'm not saying that they're imperfect. But what I'm saying is they're still fathers. Now, fatherhood is one of those titles, roles, responsibilities, you know, my son got a bad habit when we get into it, he'd be like, well, I didn't ask to be here. And I'd be like, well, hell, I didn't ask to be here either. And, you know, we talk about a woman teaching a man or a young man how to be a man. Sometimes we may give them not too good information because we're not a man. The whole weekend I said with my son, you don't understand. You don't know. You And I just got to the point where I agreed with him. You're right. I don't know. I don't understand. So he would leave me alone. But the bottom line is we talk about fatherhood. What do fatherhood mean to some of you guys? Now, I see you, Teresa, and I meant, and I am going to text you, Teresa, cousin, because I want to tell you and tell the world that you did an awesome job. I am proud of you. I appreciate being your cousin. Because I learned a lot from being at Uncle Leon's birthday party. Because that's part of why I wanted to do the show today about fatherhood. Because even with him celebrating his 96th birthday, you took the time to let him know, I appreciate you. And I appreciate you for what you did. And even doing so the way you did it. You did it with class. You did it with style. You did it. You gave it your all in regards to making sure that your grandfather knew he was loved and he felt that in his spirit, in his soul. He felt it. And I was going to text you today, but I've been busy, but I wanted to let you know you did an awesome job. But even when you said that he was my grandfather, my father, my uncle, there are many men that have played that role 
So today's topic is not to throw men under the bus. Today is not to beat men down. Today is to encourage men, to honor them, to even if they're struggling, to try to let them know, hey, you still appreciate it. Because a lot of men don't hear that. They have said that a man's role is to protect, to provide, and to proclaim. Now, a lot of times men don't want to be bothered with the baby mama. Sometimes men have felt trapped. Sometimes men have put their little things in the wrong places that they shouldn't and been in the wrong places that they shouldn't have been and got caught up. But the sad part about that is when you put yourself in that situation, there are going to be some repercussions behind it, and you're bringing in a whole new seed. You know, and I wrote on Facebook, and I said, fatherhood is something that should not be taken for granted. And it can cause a ripple effect that can have a positive or negative experience for an individual. Not only the children, not only the parents, not only the father or the mother, but the whole community when the father is missing now, or when the father is present. Because sometimes people want to piggyback off of your dad or have your dad become a part of their life. You know, my daughter said something to my son the other day, and she said, you know what? He acted like he didn't have no male figures or role models in his family or in his life. And I told my daughter, you're absolutely right, because he did. Even though his biological father didn't know how to be a father, still had positive role models in his life that poured into his life. And now that he's a father, he struggles. I was watching my grandson for a week, and I felt something deep down in my spirit because as a child, I didn't do this that I know of, but I watched my grandson at the door like an animal at the same hour every day waiting on his father to come to that door coming home from work. And I'm standing there like, why are you at the door waiting on my dad, waiting on my dad? My son didn't even know that my his son was standing at the door waiting on him. But a lot of times these are things that kids do. I've heard stories from men that I've dated who have said that they sat on the porch waiting on their father to come pick them up for a visit or waiting on something that their father promised to give them only to not get it, to be disappointed. But then I also have talked and spoken to men that have said they don't know what to do, and especially if they didn't have their father in their life. And I'm not saying that that's an excuse. It could be an explanation. But sometimes we got to learn how to do better, just do better. Because when we put the role on a woman to be the mother and the father, that's a lot. That's a lot. Now, and I wrote to him here in regards to that experience being both positive or negative, many fathers struggle with the role as well as the responsibilities of being a father for many different reasons. And I want to talk about some of those reasons that they struggle because some people don't even know. I had a conversation the other day with a male, and I asked him about being a father to an adult son, and I could hear his fears. I could see that he don't know what to do. And I just said, meet him where he is now. Don't worry about the rejection. If he want to go off and project or tell you some things that happened in his childhood, 
sometimes you got to listen, especially if you know you wasn't there. But then you got those that was there and was fathers were still taking advantage for granted or, or the fathers made sacrifices. I want to say even when I was at my Uncle Leon's birthday party, when I saw my grandfather's picture, that's where I sat. Because just like my cousin, we called my grandfather, Willie Lee Thompson, Daddy. For a long time, I didn't even know his name was Willie Lee Thompson because I called him Daddy. My mama called him Daddy. Everybody, I called him Daddy, too. He was my daddy. And that was all we knew. And Daddy would go to bat for us. Daddy was just that. He may not have been a good husband. He may not have been a good boyfriend. But he did his best to make sure that my mother and her siblings had whatever they needed to the best of his ability. My grandfather was one like Sanford and Son. He drove an old, he worked at a bakery. He picked up scraps. He did whatever he had to do to protect and provide for his family, even though he had multiple families. He did the best he could. And a lot of times we beat men up for that, and we beat them down, but that's all they know. And I'm not saying it's appropriate. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. But when you know better, you do better. So if you're not being that father or that rock and you're not pouring into your seeds or being there to be your, that rock for that woman that bared your child, you got to do better. you got to do better. Forgive yourself, forgive your parents, and do better. And that's why I wanted to know this weekend, how will you be honoring Father's Day? What are your plans for Father's Day? Now, I know one of the things that I do, because my mother had men in her life, and some of those men I appreciate. I still appreciate. I appreciated them then, and I appreciate them now. I want to say the only one that's probably still alive is Clifford Graham. And I always do my best to reach out to his family to make sure he's okay, if he need anything. Because when I was a kid growing up, that man played a very vivid role in my life, especially when it came to me being a straight-A student. And that was because he paid me for every A that I got. And to the point he still owed me some money. <laughs> he didn't pay the college, but he paid up to the high school, you know, for every A. And he got tired of me making straight A's, but I made them A's because I knew he was going to pay me for them. But I appreciated the role that he played in my life. Even though he had a whole nother family, he still made sure he played a vivid role in my life. Maybe not to the degree that he did with my sisters because their relationship with him was different. That's just like with Fish, with Michael Gilmore, what? I go to the cemetery to visit his grave. Every Father's Day, I always made sure he had exactly what he asked me for, for Father's Day, because he was a man with no children. But you could not tell nobody in Carver Park that me and my sisters was not his kids, because he would beat you down for that. I'll never forget one time we went to a club, a gentleman's club, and I got the picture. I don't feel like going to get it. But the man said, Fish said, these are my daughters. A man told Fish, these young ladies look too good to be your daughters. 
bitch was so mad. It was like he just broke his spirit. Like, mm-mm, I know good and well. These are not your kids because who they mama? <laughs> and I mean, back then, we was, we was looking good back then. But we always represented him because no matter where he was at, no matter what he was doing, he was always proud to say, these are my daughters. And I always made sure up until the day he died to that he knew I appreciated him for that. Now, I had a person that was supposed to be calling in, and I guess he just forgot all about me. And I can't call him on the phone phone because um, I'm using it for Facebook. So if you are a father out there and you want to talk to me, now, again, I am a licensed marriage family therapist. I know that some relationships can be reconciled. I know that many individuals are still carrying a lot of childhood trauma. I remember one time my daughter told me, she said, Mom, you don't have daddy issues. You got mama issues. And all I could do was laugh because me and Mr. Brooks, we had a very interesting, very interesting relationship to where he would try to bully folks. He could not bully me. And he didn't know what to do with me. And I felt bad as a kid because I knew my sister always wanted that daddy-daughter relationship with my father, even though for some reason he always tried to reach out and bond with me. But she wanted that. I realized at a young age that my parents just didn't know no better. So I couldn't hold things over their head in regards to their parenting skills because most individuals parent the way that they were parented, and I understood that. So with me having an understanding of that, it helped me as a parent. But I still try not to repeat some of those behaviors. Now, let me call this person because, see, this is why the fathers, they get disappointed. I told this man what to call. Hello? Where are you? You know where I am. I can't you. All right, let me find you. 516-387-1914. Okay? Thank you very much. Bye-bye. See, this is why I never really got close to my daddy, because I don't like being disappointed. I do not like when somebody going to tell me they're going to do something and don't do it. I just don't. He get on my nerves. So... I'm calling some individuals out there that I know that were fathers that, okay, yes, Will just sent me a text. Yes, Will, I can't respond, but yes, let me text him. Because now I've got people contacting me on Messenger wanting to know if I wanted them to join in on the conversation. If anybody want to share, I, I want to hear their feedback. I want to hear what they have to say in regards to this topic. And, again, if you want to call in, 516-387-1914. This is not to mail bash. This is not to beat men up. This is not to take away from a mother who was a single mother or make them feel bad. It is basically to try to help individuals in this area that they may be struggling with 
even when I've had conversations with my uncles and watching them be men to their children, even though I knew they had my grandfather. No, he didn't just not answer. Please leave your message for nine five. Let me see if I can reach out to him on Facebook on my other phone. See, when I I got to figure out what my password is because this right here, I just do not understand why I don't remember my doggone password that I just set up last week. Let me see. Okay. Well, so let me contact him on here. Yes, you can call in. Okay. Now. Okay, he's logged on. Let me log him on. Oh, shoot. Okay, now I need to get you I want to cooperate. Hello, Mr. Hamilton. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, ma'am. Yourself? I was not going to let you disappoint me, Mr. Hamilton. I shall not say my second husband. <laughs> You know yes, that I, uh, I mean, you know, my nerves, and I do not like being disappointed. You know that. Now, I politely ask you <laughs> in a nice way, even though I can't remember my Facebook password and I'm on the other phone, but I politely ask you to join in on this conversation because I always appreciated you and other men that I know in my life that I saw as a father that raised their children to the best of their ability, and I'm not saying it was always easy, and I'm not saying it was difficult, nor can I say what it was like for a man to raise children, because I know you first started off raising girls and then you finally had that boy. So when we talk about fatherhood, with Father's Day approaching, what does fatherhood mean to you? Well, for me, fatherhood was more or less trying to correct a lot of childhood problems that I seen or whatnot. So fatherhood for me was more or less fearful of I don't want to repeat or be the person that I've seen in, in that position or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So... And then after becoming a father, the fear that that was driving me that I didn't want to be one because I didn't want to fail and 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 all this stuff of nature, becoming a father, loving my kids, whatnot, made me constantly strive to improve and constantly try to provide for them and make their life as better as I could. Mm-hmm. So then it was more, I guess you could say, motivation to do it because I looked at a lot of my friends, even my married friends, if they had multiple kids in in their household, normally one or two kids didn't graduate. And I'm like, at one time, I had seven kids in my house and all but one graduated. My niece was the only one that didn't graduate. And I had five in my house all the time. All five of them graduated. Only my youngest daughter, she didn't go to college. She went. She started working in high school and just kept right on working and never went to college. But the other four 
She ain't go to college for a day or two, I could say. <laughs> mm-hmm. You said for a day or two. Well, you know what, but this is the thing, Mr. Hamilton. College is not for everybody. And no, you not. have a school, you have a lot of different things. But when we talk about fatherhood, fatherhood is the state of being a father. A person enters fatherhood when they become a father. Sometimes it's by choice. Sometimes they may not be with the woman that they wanted to be with. I remember talking to my friend Xavier, Zach, and Zay said, even though he had as many kids as he had, he said to me one time, I've never had a child by a woman I was in love with. And I was like, that was deep. Because a lot of times men got caught up in situations to where they became a father, but it wasn't with perhaps the person that they may have wanted it to be with. Or now they got multiple families, and now they caught up. And, and I saw it with my son. I saw it with my uncles. I saw it with a lot of men that I dated that had multiple families or kids. And, you know, I've always tried to be the mediator and, and you know, try to do what's right and all that other stuff. But I can imagine it being a struggle with trying to make everybody happy but yet the sacrifices that one endure as a father and not really knowing how to get their own needs met. Because I watch you as a young father. I watch Rick as a young father. I watch Zay. Um, I just started back talking to T. And with T, I'm, I'm not going to say I feel bad for T, but I always had this thing with T because he wanted to make sure that he was in his kid's life despite the mother, and it almost cost him his life because of her other kids. And it's sad because he still missed out on being his kids in, his, in their life, although that was his goal was to be a part of their life. Now, you know, I was. I was lucky and blessed in a situation that I was determined to have my kids and some way God let me have my kids. And it's just like when I say I had five in my house, my youngest daughter, her mother had two kids. She had a boy first and then my daughter. And her brother asked, could he move in with me or whatnot? And so my philosophy was, I'd rather raise my kids in my house and, and, and set as best example as I could as a father instead of them being at their mother's house with John and Tom coming in and out doing any kind of situation they want or whatnot, and I could never be comfortable knowing probably the type of men that would be around my kids or whatnot. So God bless me that I could have my kids in my household and that was major to me or whatnot because I feel that if, I, if my kids need to go down the wrong path, I'm going to do it with an honest heart. I don't want somebody mistreating my kids. I don't want nobody having no mischievous, underhand thoughts about the kids because they're not theirs or whatnot. And so it was just 
lucky for me that I was blessed to have my kids in my, in my own home, and they all graduated high school and went out into the world. Mm-hmm. Well, see, that was T's issue because he wanted to make sure that from the time his kids was born that he played a role in their life. But what is a man to do? Because I'm telling you, D, there's a lot of young men out there in this world that are struggling with fatherhood, you know, because, and I'm going to say this, I don't, I don't, well, because my kids are grown now, and I never told my daughter to go and, um, oh, dear, I'm talking about what group is this? I never told my daughter to go and say, um, or go and, and do this, or as a baby mama, and I never did that. I never did that. And part of that is because of the simple fact that I wouldn't want my mother to be imposing anything on to me. And you know, when you met me, I was I was what I was in my twenties when you met me. Um, but the thing is, what do a man do when he's struggling with fatherhood with an uncooperative mother? Because we got co-parenting, we got parallel parenting, we got absentee dad, we got deadbeat dad, and yet we got fathers that are present. So what is what okay. is the man to do? With me, I went and got me a lawyer, and I got custody of my son. I should have did it a lot earlier than what I what I did it for, but it costs a lot of money to get the lawyer and. and and uh, for the investigators and all these things, and that's before you even go to court. So, mm-hmm. and again, I was lucky that the same way uh, my son's mom was, she was leaving my son, didn't even stay in the city he was living in, just letting anybody in her family come there to make sure that he came home and took a bath or whatnot, went to school, and then every Friday I would pick him up. And I will bring it back home. Every, I mean, bring it back to school every Monday. Mm-hmm. And so I tried to get her to take the child support and let me just keep my son. She first agreed to it. Then right when school got ready to start, she changed her mind. And that time right there, I just said, forget it. And that's when I just started, went and got me a lawyer and paid him what he wanted to have and whatnot. And then they uh, started my case. And she didn't cooperate or whatnot with the psychiatrist for the case or none of that. So we went to court that morning and then had a brief recess in my lunchtime where I think court started at 9 o'clock by 12, 31 o'clock. Me and my son was headed back, back to Biloxi from Hattiesburg. He was in my custody. Well, but the thing is this, Odie, you had already made your mind up to be a fighter. You had already made your mind up to where you was not going to have your kids in these type of situations despite the mother. And you knew, I know your first baby mama, because when I met you, she was pregnant. But the thing is, a lot of men struggle with fatherhood. And, and, And when you know better, you do better. It's like I was talking to somebody today, and the person told me, you know, can you hear me? Yeah, I don't agree me? with that because a lot of 
Yes. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Hello? Yeah, I, I hear you. I don't agree with that because a lot of times men with fatherhood, it's a lot easier not to get attached and get hurt. I know men that think a baby is theirs but don't know, but instead of going to get the DNA test, they don't want to be put on the spot. And I tell them, I say, well, you know, you shouldn't even talk that that may be your child or not because if you're a man, you should stand up and claim your seat. So right. me and my friends, well, they know, they know my philosophy on that. So anytime a subject like that, especially if any of my family members around, they just go, go ahead, D. <laughs> go ahead, D. They know I am. This is the thing, D, and I'm, I would log on another caller, but this is the thing with that. You got caught up because I remember your baby mama told me every child I have, last name go be named Hamilton. And I looked at her and said, I don't mean I got to take care of her. But she was determined to ruin your life. You just handled it differently. And a lot of men have shied away and the kids don't realize that it wasn't always about the kid. That's where it becomes That's a problem. Right. That's what I'm That's talking right. about. Okay? Hi, Very this is Jeanette Predicaments, Blog Talk Radio, number in and in 1650. What would you like to add to this show as we're talking about fatherhood? Because we got fathers. Oh, wow. Hey, man. Well, first off, I, I want to say I appreciate the network. I'm an avid listener, and thank you for having the platform. Thank you for bringing the real in this society. Right now, we all as people are missing realness, authentic, not. I'm trying to say it, but we need people that's real. You can't mm-hmm. just see a person online. You need to be able to touch, feel them, taste them, understand who they are. So, all I have to say, fatherhood is very important, and I I love what the brother said. I love what you're saying. I'm glad you opened up the platform. I'm, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to land my plane. If we don't teach our kids now, in 75 years from now, we all personally, everybody on this on my voice, we all personally going to do ourselves a disservice because we can't talk about yesterday if we don't work on the future. On that note, mm-hmm. I am my plan. I am. Pastor Donji and CEO, and I approve this message. <laughs> Thank you, Quinn. Well, you know what? And I appreciate you calling in and stating what you have to say, and that's why I put it out there like that, because a lot of fathers don't get their due diligence. A lot of fathers feel ignored. They feel like they're going to be rejected. They deal with a lot of things yeah. that a lot of people they dealing with, Man. and I see it in my own family with men that I've dated. Like I said, he is my second husband. And that was one of the issues with our marriage was we had a blended family and didn't even know what a blended family even was. I had never heard of a blended oh, wow. family. But in oh, our wow. 20s, we didn't know what we was doing. We did our best mm-hmm. to make it work. But it was a challenge because he had kids, I had kids. It was all over the place. But we did the best we could, but we still maintained a friendship throughout our, ooh, D, how long it would have been? Negativity. 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 (laughs) The only word I can say is negativity. And I'll leave it like that. (laughs) I'm not 
saying somebody threw the first stone or saying you were right or no, he was wrong. That, was, that wasn't, yeah, that, that wasn't what happened with our parents, though. But the thing is, and the point that I'm trying to say is, he was a great father to my kids as well as his own kids. Amen. And I just never felt oh. that he got the credit that he deserved for that, even though he was young and why he was doing what he was doing to go on and still have other kids. He did the best he could. He made sacrifices. Some serious Oh, 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 that's a big word, and Lord knows I'm sorry. Oh, when you say sacrifices, my God, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to take over your platform. Please excuse me. I know we are on radio. Airspace is precious. But when you say sacrifices, I understand. I got two daughters, sir. I have a son. He's on five years right now in Florida. So I... I can hear it all, but I've done it all. I've been in 30 out of 50 states, and after doing all these wonderful things, I, I got 300 people I'm texting or I'm talking, but that doesn't mean anything. On the topic of discussion, fatherhood, me being a father and seeing this whole world is going in the whole AI situation. If you don't understand what it is, you have to look, Google it. AI, that's where we're going, and we're not going to be adamant and get busy with it we're gonna miss it but i'm here because god sent me here that it's found on your audience because you got people all over the country and because you on blogtalkradio.com when you get done whether you like it or not it's gonna be live on the playback a person can download at any point in time and this information knowledge and technology can be shared so we have to yeah. use these things for our reverence to touch all these people out here in the globe, we got to put mm-hmm. out positivity. We got to put out information, but not just regular information. I'm talking about information that will change somebody's life. Don't just mm-hmm. talk about how we're going to plant the field. Let, let's talk about the building we're going to build on that field we plant. That's mm-hmm. the type of energy I'm on. And I apologize, but God sent me here. I'm mm-hmm. here to change the world. And you know, and it's and like I a person. Because I also do public speaking. And Amen. one of the things that I was taught and I heard is you speak to make an impact. You speak oh. to try to And I'm not here to try to boast, brag, do. I got clients texting me, Jeanette, we still got an appointment at 2. Jeanette, because I got a whole lot, I mean, 3 o'clock, I got a whole lot of stuff I got to do. But by that same token, Amen. I still take time out of my day to make sure that I'm doing these things saying these things, and yeah, you're right, I, I, this show is heard in places that I didn't even know was heard in, in even different languages. I check your stats, language. I'm sorry, check your stats, you check your stats, you go on blogtalkradio.com and, and push a couple of buttons, and you go to your analytics, and you're going to be like, wow, I didn't know. And you know what, and I don't even do that, because I don't even go into the stats, I don't go into, I put it out there, and I'm done. I'll move on to the next thing, and I'm done. But but what I want to make sure we get across is when we talk about being a father, because like I said, I'm a mother, yes, not a father. Meaning, and what is the true meaning of a father? A male parent, a man who's gotten a child. It's a male. Not okay. daddy, not baby daddy, not not the weekend baby daddy, the real father. Did you say not I, not I'm a sperm donor? But... <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> No, father. Father, 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 it, 
Right. At the end of the day, daddy and father are two different words, and sometimes they use in the same context, and people say, oh, this is just my daddy, but he do flowery things every day. Got you. Come on. But now. you know what? But there's roles and their responsibility. As I'm talking, Ooh. I got the message of my, I, I'll never forget, D and my daughter had chicken pox together. Oh, wow. <laughs> and they had to oh, stay home to pops. I got pictures of him teaching her how to shave his face. And those are memorable moments, you know, teaching how to cook, teaching how to do these things. Now, I'm looking at something that I'm And oh, it talks God, about the of a father. Mm-hmm. They said that a this father is in life, the father plays a certain role in his family. He is the provider. He is the Yes, pastor. he tries to make the kids eat purple cabbage. Oh, I Amen. know. Teacher grew up. I can't eat this. <laughs> I don't believe the freaking dentist on the scene. You know I got to get my tooth pulled. They getting on my nerves. Okay, so provider, <laughs> protector, a leader. A teacher, a helper, an encourager, and a friend. Now, being a friend don't mean get high with your kids, get to high with your drunk with your No, that's not what a friend means. A friend means if I call my daddy, my daddy going to show up. If I need somebody to talk to in the middle of the night, I was just at um, Didi and Dwayne's house. Um, D, I don't know if you remember Didi and Dwayne, Samantha Friends. Torja came in there yeah. to tell them and she said, Daddy, she she forgot what she was going to even tell that Tamika did. But all she knew was, I'm going to my daddy. I'm telling my daddy on you. Now, Tamika just celebrated her 50th birthday, and when she was speaking at her birthday, she was sharing how her daddy passed away when she was nine years old. Now, Tamika don't have no daddy to go, I'm going to tell my daddy. But Torja was like, I'm telling my daddy. And it was just so cute to just see that. Because I remember Tordra and Mimi being babies, little bitty kids, and Dwayne, and, and Dwayne being a father. and all, You know, I, I watched you guys in your fatherhood and your role. But sometimes people get this friend part confused because they go and try to be the friend that they wanted or the relationship they wanted with their father. So that's where sometimes it can become confusing. Now, when we start talking about, even biblically, we talk about God as our father. That's two different levels. But when we start talking about the father, now, sir, you, you indicated on here and talking about what a father, being a father. But I'm going to ask you, what does fatherhood mean to you? What, is, what does it mean to you? Deep down in your heart, when you're thinking about when somebody calling you, it's like a mother. When a mother hears a child say, Mama! Mommy, or when I hear my my kids say, "Mom," I hear I know their voices. What is it like from a male's perspective, being that father? Well, it's very, very, very rigorous on my spirit because I am a pastor. I have three hundred people on the winning team that I pass over, and as a man, I'm gonna give you my one hundred percent total uh, feeling. And that's all it can be. This is what I feel. It's hard mm-hmm. when you don't realize how many people are looking at you. And because you're the father, you have to hold up the house. 
You have to hold up your wife. You have to hold up your wife. And at the end of the day, you got to hold up to God. Because no matter what, no matter how much your father here, you have to serve another father, our father in heaven. So when that's said, I'm saying I'm not taking away from anything under the sun that's been said tonight. I'm not taking away from any speaker who's spoken on this evening. But as me, Pastor Don Jr., CEO, being a father, I got three kids. I got one that's doing five years prison time. I got two little girls that showed me, and I, every morning, is be out of school now, but while we was in school, I wake up and get them on the bus. No matter what me and my wife want to do, I wake up and get my kids on the bus to make sure that my little girls go to school. So mm-hmm. when I say fatherhood, I know a real father. Now, I, I'm a radio brat. I live in 30 out of 50 states. My father, he moved me. He moved me in so many different places, and I've seen so many different things. I was exposed to uh, different elements of the entertainment industry before I was able to understand what it is, but now that I help people move through the entertainment industry, move through the social media, because back in the day, you had to listen to Granny under the dirt tree, but now you just clear it up on Instagram, TikTok, whatever, social media network, you pick and choose, and it's available. So with all that being said, fatherhood is so important to me because it's nothing without me being a father. But I'm not a baby daddy. I'm a real father. No matter what, mm-hmm. I'm going to do what needs to be done. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like saying that. it on a like negative phrase. Needs to be done. No I like that. No matter what. Mm-hmm. I'm I like that. And, and you know what? And as I look at myself on these things, I'm like, ooh, I look like my mama. I know my mama gave my daddy hell. She gave him hell. <laughs> 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 my God is good. <laughs> you said that. You already know. You know. I don't know how he dealt with that woman, but she gave him hell. And D, you know my mama was a hell raiser. Okay? But he did <laughs> with the skills that he had, even though he had outside children, and even when my father was murdered in his 70s, and I went to his funeral, and I'll never forget the man standing in the pool with me, Jeanette, we owe you an apology because you have a joy that's unrecognizable, because I know my parents didn't know that. I know, so I couldn't hold on and want to punish them and be mad. I appreciate the things that they taught me even as a father, when my father would get mad at me, he was like, yeah, you standing on the porch with them little white boots on. Or you, <laughs> I, used to, I used to be ice cream meal, too. But I want to say this, and I'm going to ask Dee, too, because we know that fatherhood has changed. But, Dee, what does fatherhood mean to you? Because now that you're older, is, what does it mean to you? The other old caller already said to me, to him, what does it mean to you? You kind of summed it all up when you said father should be a teacher, a provider, a nurturer. All 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 those adjectives right there pretty much sums up to me what father should be. You should be strong, firm, but you know also loving. Mm-hmm. And if you can combine all those qualities as well as being a teacher and setting for an example for your children to look you in the face and follow, I believe you you have done your job I, I made a good effort at, at doing a good job at being a father a mm-hmm. lot of times fathers don't they don't realize that the most important thing is to spend the time with the child and if you do that your own 
mechanical clock gonna kick in and make you become a better father if you spend in the time. Good teacher. But if you can walk Very away good and not spend that time, you don't have that problem. Correct. Correct. You know, D, because I'm going to tell you, when Ryder, I had to babysit last week, and I'm so glad the week went by so fast. So I had Ryder for a whole week. For uh, at least Monday through Friday, I watched Ryder walk to the door at the same time every day, standing at the door, looking out the door. And I'm like, who are you looking for? What are you doing? I'm waiting on my dad. I'm waiting on my dad. Reggie did show up, and I'm glad Reggie didn't disappoint him. Because so often we disappoint people because we were disappointed or we don't, we feel like we're not enough or we're going to be rejected or we're going to – now, I know Ryder was getting on Reggie's nerves. I know he was. But Reggie got to also invest that energy that he did somewhat with Ryder with his other children because kids start looking at stuff like that and kids compete and they compare. Now – but when you're a father, and sometimes you can spread yourself too thin, it reminded me of when I said I was at Uncle Leon's birthday party, and I, my cousin had asked me for a picture of my grandfather, and I gave it to her. And when I saw his picture, I sat at the table. I remember as a kid, people thought my grandfather was so mean. He wasn't mean. He was protective, nice as hell. But it was certain things we couldn't do. We couldn't walk outside with no house shoes on our feet, and we could not walk around with rags on our hair and our hair not cold. That he was going to, you go look like a lady, you go act like a lady, you go make yourself presentable. Now, he didn't always mess with presentable women, but he made sure that the women he was connected to was presentable. Now, fatherhood in America has changed over the past few decades. Dads today are more involved in most cases in every aspect of child care, from diaper changing to helping with homework. D, you was doing that. Years ago, when I was in college, I would come home. You was cooking, cleaning, helping with homework. You were doing a lot of that. And see, a lot of times men think that that's the mother's role. But when the fathers are doing that, kids learn to appreciate that. Now, not all children are raised in two-parent homes. Some have single parents, meaning they could be with their mom, they could be with their dad. They could be um, co-parenting, or they can be what's called parallel parenting. Like you said, you went to court. The court is intimidating for a lot of men because a lot of men think that they're going to be taken advantage of in court. So they fear that. What made you have the, the I don't want to call it the, the wherewithal to say, you know what, I'm fighting for my son. Because I remember when you were going through that with that young lady because that young lady didn't even want you to know that that was your son. But what made you say, mm-mm, we ain't doing this? I looked at the chances of, I looked at my son growing up. See, once he had my son, I basically kept him all the way up until he got ready to go to Head Start. But mm-hmm. then he would go back to her. As he was getting older, I was seeing the bad influences. He was in the second or third grade and was in the bathroom shooting dice with Fifth grader, Mm-mm-mm. and and the woman would be like, "He knows all the big kids. I don't know how he's smart, but yeah, he knows all the big kids that stay in trouble." Mm-hmm. And it was sad to say there was all his relatives because his mother came from a family of twelve, 
and I'm her brother had double digit kids, so you know he was surrounded by people that didn't want shit in life. I mean, they didn't want to do anything in life, and it was all right. As long as they didn't have to go to the police station, you could do what the hell you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to give my son a, a, a shot at a better future, and that's what really motivated me with that issue. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to say, and I'm looking at something, and it talks about, I'm getting it from the Internet, and it says, according to the UPA, there are four types of fathers. Presumed father, meaning they're presuming you're the father, acknowledged father, adjudicated father, and the alleged father. Now, when we talk about that, and a lot of times when we talk about being a father, I want to share some things, and it says that what are the types of dads, responsible dads. Responsible dads are good at organizing important things for the children and family. The thoughtful dad, remembering dad is always thinking about their child and what they need and want. Now, Mr. Willie Lee Thompson was one that was a provider. He would give money to Pee Wee. Christmases. We always had great Christmases because Daddy had the money. Dad, we thought my grandfather was rich, but my grandfather was like Sanford. He was picking up scraps, driving old raggedy trucks. He was a hustler. Okay, Daddy did what he had to do to make sure we had a roof over our head, clothes to wear, and we lived right down the street from Daddy. And even before we lived right down the street from Daddy, I used to ride my bicycle over on Hoover Street to see my granddaddy. You know, because that was the only daddy that I had in my life for a long time. And it hurt my mother when daddy died. When she, when they had to bury my grandfather, that destroyed my mama because that was her, her lifeline. That was her support. But he was very thoughtful. A nurturing dad. And a dad. Now, some dads. A lot of background noise, Dee. Affectionate dad, some dads, some fathers struggle with being affectionate. An interactive dad, a sharing dad, and a providing dad. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of men struggle, Dee, with interacting with their kids and trying to take the time to get to know their children. That takes that takes energy. That don't mean you got to sit there, hey, Kathy, Wilmore, I see you watching. That don't mean you got to teach them all the bad stuff about you because sometimes kids join gangs because their father was in a gang. When you know better, you do better. Kathy Wilmore said, I had no dad. You know, Kathy, you didn't have a dad, but what I do know, and I remember, Red did his best. Now, Kate would try to bully Red from time to time, but you know I love Red. Red would sit on that porch. Red tried to do the best he could, and by the time I met you, Kathy, you was already an adult. You was already an adult. So I don't know how long Red was in Kate's life, I mean Kate's life, but by that same token, even if you want to call in on the show, Kat, I want to hear your thoughts in regards to that because with fatherhood, you have a husband now and your husband being a father to your adult children because a lot of fathers struggle where they know how to treat a child or kids. 
they role change when it comes to their grandkids, but they struggle with adult children. So, again, if you want to call in on the show, we got about eight minutes left. Give me a call at 516-387-1914. She said Reddy was a nice person. He was. Red was Red was cool with me. So if you are one, like I said, if you want to share, you want to call in, I want to hear your thoughts. That's why I got this platform so we can talk about fatherhood because, like I said, some relationships can be reconciled. If you have a father out there and you hold it on to a grudge, you hold it on to resentment, you hold it on to disappointment, work that out. Work it, work through that so that you won't repeat the same generational curve so you can break that pattern. So my question to you, Dee, how is it from parenting your kids when they were kids to them now being adults to parenting your grandkids? That's three different types of being a father. Well, I think Dee, I'm a better grandfather than I was a father. Because of the wisdom I have achieved. Mhm. Mhm. Okay, Kat wanted me to repeat the number. Five one six three eight seven one nine one four. And it's also posted on the Facebook link to where if you see the number, the five one six three eight seven one nine one four. So you can call in. I know the board is up for about six more minutes. If you want to call in and you want to share. Because I know this Father's Day I don't have a father this year. I don't have, I got to go to the cemetery and go put flowers on Fish's grave because he's like the only one that I know I can go and put flowers on his grave. And the one thing I got to say about Fish was Fish was a really good person to people because whenever I go to the cemetery, somebody is always visiting his grave. So that lets you know that he was cared about, he was loved. So, okay, so, Dee, we were talking about you being a father. You said you think you're a better grandfather because of the wisdom. Okay. And um, I think the same thing with my me being a grandparent. But sometimes even being a grandmother, I don't remember these are somebody else's kids. So let me log Cat on. I believe this is Cat, who is a 213 area code. Hello, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Purchase Predicaments Blog Talk Radio, number NNN0518. How are you doing? Amen. This is Sister Kathy, Evangelist Kathy Wilmore. I just thank God for being on the line. Little Richie's uh, uh, auntie. I thank God I today am. for being saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, one thing I have to say about that, I never had a, I don't know if you ever knew, Katie Jupiter was not my real mother. I had been given away from birth, mm-hmm. and then I found out that uh, her sister-in-law was my mother. So mm-hmm. I never did really get to know her. And mm-hmm. whoever birthed me in the world with my mother, I never met him in my life. So mm-hmm. the reason why uh, Red was fine, he was a stepdad, and not really a stepdad because Kate wasn't married to him. He was a, really a friend to my mother, but in mm-hmm. this life, they say they married, but I knew they wasn't married. But uh, anyway, uh, I wish I had a dad, a real dad, 
but I, I didn't get to live with a real dad. But he was an okay man that loved my mother, and whatever they went through was their business. But as I got older to learn what a real father was, I was down in Louisiana, and I'm about finished already. I was down in Louisiana, and people used to say they knew my my father, my real dad. And, uh, oh, he looked like this one, and he looked like this one. And I had three sisters, real sisters in Louisiana, and one brother besides for Reggie as a stepbrother. So mm-hmm. I was looking for my dad and looking for my dad. And one day, I heard the Lord in my ear. He said, I'm your father. And ever since then, I never looked for another daddy, never looked for the man who born me in the world. So that's my testimony. But I'm blessed and I'm grateful that I got a father that loved me in heaven. Hallelujah. If you ain't got a mama, he'll be the mom to the motherless. If you ain't got no mom, he'll be your mom. If you ain't got no dad, he'll sure be a dad to the uh, to the uh to the children that don't have one. So that's my testimony. I'm countrified, but that's my uh, testimony. But I've been a mother and a father to my children. I raised every last one of them, and they all still. None of them been shot down and buried. All of them alive. Because when God saved me, I knew how to pray for my children. Pray for me. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Kat? You know you've been knowing me ever since I was about 15 years old. <laughs> and you knew probably when I walked into y'all life, you probably was like, mm-mm, she ain't going for this. <laughs> <laughs> but I love you for who you are. Love you. I love you for the person and the woman, that, because you've been a praying, preaching woman ever since i known you as a kid. That's what you do. Oh, my. And I've always appreciated you for that, always. And I know Thank your son you. know how to be a father. I know. Yes, and, they and, do. And, yes, they do. Hallelujah. The same way, and I did my best, but the thing is that's all we can do because we talk about fatherhood, and it's not to throw people under the bus. It's that carries a title, a role, a responsibility. Uh, and if you could just be yes. God-like and father your, follow your heavenly father, don't mean you got to be perfect. You don't. All right. There's a lot out there that got to learn how to They got to learn how to forgive their parents. We got to yes. be able to forgive and work through some things. Work through some yes. things. I mean, I was told that my biological father that I thought was not my biological father. I always mm-hmm. People told me, hell, I thought you knew. But my mother waited until she was almost on her dying bed to confess it, but I already kind of figured it out. But like I told mm-hmm. him, I could do about that. That's out of my control. That was yeah. between them. But I don't use it as a weapon, but I also know that there were other men in my life that poured into my life that was there mm-hmm. for me. And I appreciate mm-hmm. them because they didn't have to do it. Right. That right. makes a difference. So, right. D, 
to ask you a question before we end the show. What would you like okay. to listen to fatherhood before we end the show? Because I know i got to be on time for my next session. I didn't understand that. What was your question now? What would you like to leave the listeners with as we end the show? Well, about fathers fatherhood? are teachers. Fathers are teachers. I feel that every everyone that has a child should have the responsibility within those steps about to try and be a better teacher to their child than what they have incurred in their life. So okay. That will probably be my part of doing that, just to try and improve your child's life and be a better teacher than what you had. Okay. I like that. I like that. If you didn't have one, don't use that as an excuse or an explanation. Do better. Okay. Kat, what would you like to leave the listeners with before we end the show today? Ephesians 6, 1, 2, 3, and 4. Ephesians 6, chapter 1. Beautiful verse. Thank you. And I want to say, honor thy mother and thy father so that our days can be longer here on earth. We always gravitate towards each other, and we ignore our fathers. But our fathers were put there for a reason. They were put there to lead the family. In some cases, the fathers were out of the home, you know, placed on drugs and prison. We got to do better. We got to do better Mm -hmm. Our fathers got to do some work, too. They got to work on some of these things that they're dealing with so that they can be better fathers. Okay? And some daddies didn't even know they had a child. Some fathers there are a lot of people out there that didn't, know didn't even know they had a baby. I know. I know. I know. They're out there. So, again, I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Now, Kat, thank the you. show that we're going to talk about tomorrow is Too Blessed to Be Stressed. Because we got people out there dealing with stress and stressors, and we don't even realize our blessings. So we're going to be talking about that live tomorrow at 2 p.m. Girl, somebody sent me a text talking about Reggie. I'm at the door. Girl, I'm going to talk to him (laughs) right on up. (laughs) Let me walk with this boy. Tell my nephew hello. I love him. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Dee, for joining me. Again, tomorrow's topic, two breaths, blessed to be stressed. <laughs> I get to get what, my what time you come on? What time you come on? P.M. Pacific, and it's the same number. Six. Okay, I'll take the information. In the evening. Okay, babe, thank you. Okay, thank you. Okay. All okay, right. Okay, thank you for okay. being well, here. Well, I wish all people here to be blessed and have a great day. All right. Thank you Love very much. Everyone. Thank you. Okay. Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Let me go open the door and I got to do a session in. <laughs> Give my love. If you have any topic that you would like for me to talk about, reach out to me. Um, you can contact me either through email at jabneylmft at gmail.com or preciouspredicaments at gmail.com or call my office, office at 714-992-1677. Again, thank you for joining me here at Pressure Predicaments, Blog Talk Radio. Bye-bye.